Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess, season three, where I focus on business owners, entrepreneurs, and managers, and including their employees. If none of these apply to you, please stay tuned, because if you're looking for that realistic, real life podcast where it just helps you when you're stressed out and just looking for something to help you when you're stressed, this one is for you as well. Hello and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today I have another special guest. I have Deborah Ostrom. Say hi, Deborah. Hi. I'm so excited for her to be on. We have another financial advisor on here. I know it's so important. I, mean, I love different perspectives, but Deborah actually really focuses on women specifically. And I think this is so important because as a woman, you know, whether you're in that relationship, you really lean on somebody else. But before we get into this deep conversation, I think it's so important. I would love to do her um, introduction. So Deborah Ostrom, CFA, has worked in the financial in in industry, industry, here we go, <laughs> has worked in the financial industry for over 25 years at large firms such as Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, and City Private Bank. She's founded DebraOstrom.com to better serve women who want to be in control of their financial future and better be confident in their decisions. And I mean, so true, right? You, if I'm confident in my money, I'm confident in myself, I'm confident in my decisions. I'm, it's just a full round bundle, right? Absolutely. And money is so emotional and it permeates all other parts of our lives because if you're stressed about money, then you're making decisions that may not be the best for you in the long term, whether it's your health or yeah. your relationships. And, uh, and I saw it myself growing up because my mom didn't know anything about money and I saw it impact other decisions in her life. So that's why I really want to help women. I think you're right. Well, I know you're right with when it's, you're talking about health because maybe we don't go to the doctor or maybe we don't choose the right health plan. Or maybe I don't eat a certain way or take care of myself a certain way because I'm focused on money. But you're saying that's just a bad relationship with money in general. And now when you think of it that way, you're not going to make the right decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it even, you know, they say 45% of couples, the, the, the most stress in their relationship is around money, which oh. is a huge number. That's a huge number. That's yeah. a huge number. And when it's a stress around money, when you're saying with couples, is it because we don't agree on what we're spending or is it because we don't understand, we don't have the same mindset on money? Do you know what the normal? I think it's all of the above, not pe people don't want to talk about it. They have different views on how it should be handled. Um, different, ex like you're saying, different spending habits. And if you're not talking about it and not on the same path, going to cause a lot of stress and butting heads so we need to talk about it more I think <laughs> oh for sure but like is there a way to make it comfortable or do I just do you have any suggestions on how do I go to my my significant other and go okay we need to talk about money is there any guidance on that um I, I really think it's exactly what you just said I mean you know it's we do we have a plan if we're going to build a life together we need to have a plan together because yeah you know, it's, it's a lot harder to get there if you're not on the same, you know, track and thinking about the, 
things the same way. And unfortunately, you know, having been in the industry for so long, the numbers and statistics now about women and uh, where they are, just it, it's not getting any better, which is why I specifically created my business this way to focus on women. And to me, a lot of the, the reason why we're, we are here where we are is because there's um, 70 to 80% of all financial advisors in the United States are men. Wow. And that, that, I mean, it used to be worse. It was probably like 90 per 95% when I first got into the business. <laughs> and so it's, it's not really getting any better. And there's so much jargon in the industry. It's very confusing. And there's actually, you know, we're not taught any of this information in high school, let alone college. You're not even taught it in college unless you're a finance major. So it's just awful. And so I decided to create my business a little differently that, so I'm not actually a financial advisor. I'm a financial coach. Oh, wow. And that means that, um, and, and I created a free guide to help people and, you know, women navigate these nuances between financial coaches, financial planners, and financial advisors. They're all actually different things and they charge differently. And sometimes people do use those titles interchangeably, but in fact, there are a little bit differences. So I created a guide to explain that to people so that, and it kind of goes back to that, helping people make better decisions because depending on your situation, how, how can you make a good decision if you don't know your full spectrum of choices and what might be the right fit? And even the questions to ask, I put that in the guide too. So. Oh, wow. So going back to the first thing, cause I want to get back to the three different labels because that's so huge, but I want to go back to your right now that I'm looking back at a lot of the people that I've interviewed for, whether it's for my podcast or my Facebook group, they've all been men. I've had one other financial advisor, um, but she focuses on health insurance. So she's not even so much, it, you know, she did a lot of the finance. She puts you in the right direction, but she wants to help you in the sense of health insurance, you know, and getting your plan for the future in that sense of healthcare. But you're saying, you know, people now, what am I going to do? And you're right. I don't, nobody on my hand that I can say, oh, this is a woman, financial coach, financial advisor, fine. You know, because you're right, it is a very male dominant situation. And, you know, obviously that there's a lot of reasons for that. But I think what you're saying though, too, is that we just have a different relationship and understanding when it comes to money, you know? And so I'm thinking, you know, just household, generic household things, how much we actually spend on groceries, how much we actually spend on cleaning products, on taking care of kids and pets and things like that. You know, and I think those are smaller and I'm air quoting, you know, incomes, but they add up, you know, like this is an everyday, in, you know, thing that we expense we have to think about, you know, but you know. so, yeah. so, and, and even back to that whole thing is where a lot of, so here's another statistic for you. Um, over 50% of all married women, regardless of their age, leave the investing decisions and and a majority of the finance decisions to their spouse. Wow. And so women will probably get more involved in 
the day-to-day budget and spending. Okay. But when it comes to their retirement investing or kids' college investing, it's, you know, 58% have no uh, involvement whatsoever. And that really, like, there's so many things that I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's gotten so much easier, actually, which is what women don't realize. And that a lot has changed over the past, honestly, even in the past five years, it is so much more straightforward than it's ever been. And even lower fee than it's ever been. And so I think that you know, there's a misperception out there by women that it's really complicated and I'm not going to be good at it when the data actually shows that men really aren't that great at it. So, (laughs) and this is the truth because they're overly aggressive. They trade too much and it hurts you in the long run. So this is the message I'm, I'm trying to get out to help women. They should be involved because also, God forbid, divorce happens or health issues happen. And then what normally happens is, and here's more statistics for you, is 75% of women that go through a divorce or end up being widowed are shocked because there's something negative that they had no idea that was going on because they weren't involved. And I, it breaks my heart because I've, I've, been in the business for so long and I know how much easier it's gotten. And, and I, I guess also, I know that I could help a lot of people and that, uh, I can reach more people now with the way technology is by creating courses instead of, so, you know, I I don't manage somebody's money for them. I'd much rather teach someone how easy it is to do to get started on their own because it really is a lot simpler than it used to be. Wow. These statistics are like kind of like really blowing my mind. I know. <laughs> Cuz they're so high. They're so high. I mean, the lowest percentage you said was 45%. Everything else was above. It's crazy, you yeah. know? But yeah. I, I love I think what you're saying there too is in my mindset, if I become more confident in the money in my situation, in my relationship, we can probably take a lot of stress out of a relationship too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also, and t- correct, me, correct me if I'm wrong, I think sometimes not on, on purpose, but it's kind of hung over a head. Like I know this information and you don't, or I have control of this money and you don't. And so mm-hmm. I think when you become educated, you take these courses, learn more, become aware, it kind of takes that kind of puts a balance in between your relationship instead of just like one's higher than the other one's smarter than the other or however you're, you're viewing it but when we do it to ourselves with these views but you know i think that it also helps with the stress of that too right absolutely and, and it um it's it's very true and i feel like the, the other misperception out there is you need to be some kind of math expert to understand investing which is totally not true you actually need to just understand a little history and oh. it's not very complicated, like I'm saying. And maybe it's, all, you know, having so much experience, hope I, I can be good at explaining things. Right. Um, but I think it, you really touched on something interesting there about having things uh, held over your head. And there is this, I don't know if patronizing is the right word, 
but I hear from a lot of women that, um, the, the, the reason why they don't, they want to get better at their finances. They want to get started investing, but they're intimidated by going to a male financial advisor because they don't want to be patronized to or made to feel uneducated or ignorant. So they just don't take any action at all, which is so much, you know, really hurts someone in the long run. Um, and then obviously even in relationships, like, you know, uh, I've heard comments between couples where, and this is just even outside of my work, you just, you know, hear people talking and it's, oh, don't you worry your pretty little head about that. Like, you know, and I know it, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, give me a break. But anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, and that goes back to the statistics. And then because women believe about themselves that I'm just not gonna be involved because they're better at it. And, and yeah. the reality is that they're not necessarily better at it. Um, so it, it's, wow. It is, it is a misperception and the internet doesn't help either. No, there's, it's, I feel like every person I talk to, no matter what it is about on here is that there's so much information, but there's so much wrong information or not proven information or not facts. And so there, there's so much information and then it's, you know, you get down that rabbit hole and you don't even know where you started back at, you know, you just get into that the Google yeah. rabbit hole and all of a sudden you're going, what was I even searching in the first place? And, you know, how did I get from here to there? And now you're watching some random YouTube video about something. And it's just like some guy in his basement trying to teach you. And you're like, just, and it's five <laughs> hours later. And you're like, oh my God, where did the past five hours go? And I gotta eat dinner. And, you know, it's so true. Oh my gosh. It's so true. There, yeah, there's so much misinformation out there and um, learning like you were saying with all the different hats, going back to that, there's so many different hats out there. And even you, just a coaching hat, like it is a common name. I'm a stress management coach. It's a common name, but I think that also just has a misconception of what it really is, you know? And mm -hmm. would you like to shine some light on what a financial coach is? Usually. So yes. I mean, so coaches tend to focus on a specific issue or goal and, um, that somebody, you know, wants to get better about, about or achieve. So, you know, I know some coaches that focus on helping a woman get through divorce right. and how to tackle the financial issues with that. Uh, there's financial coaches that focusing specifically on people that struggle with overspending and, you know, because that can even be an addictive, addictive type of issue, um, depending on what is going on or budgeting and things like that. And so I am a coach that focuses on educating women specifically to help them build their own financial plan and understand and build their own investment mix of index funds. So they get educated on how to do that themselves or it will even help them if there's someone that doesn't wanna do it themselves, they'll at least be educated now and can find the right financial advisor for them, have better conversations with their husband or whatever the case may be, if they want to be educated on that. But as I say, it really is a lot more straightforward if someone wa does want to do it themselves. 
So that's my specific um, issue that I help with. So, and they charge a flat fee as opposed to someone like a financial advisor who manages your money for you and charges a percent of the amount of money that they manage, or they could be getting commissions off of your pool of money that they're managing. And so you need to understand, these are the questions that a person needs to ask to know how are you getting compensated? And, um, and, and sometimes the commissions can honestly be high and it hurts the people with the lower amount of money um, versus obviously someone with a large sum of money, it's a lower percentage. So right. things, things to be aware of and keep in mind. So what I'm hearing too is that you really just want to educate us. You want to create awareness. You want to point us in the right direction. You know, when I look at thinking about coaches, I think about guides, right? So, you know, then like you said, there's just different hats. And I didn't know some of that stuff you just said about like financial advisor and the commission. And I was wondering how they got paid, you know? So these are things you need to know. Like you said, it's probably, it hurts the lower income than maybe the higher income families. So, you know, are you, is that the right step for you? Maybe there's a different hat that you need to go work with, right? Exactly. So you, you said that's on your website. That's one of your guides, correct? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I call it decoding the financial advice industry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. You also met, mentioned index funds. Can you really explain what that means? Sure. So that is a big part of one of my, sig my signature course. Oh, okay. But in a nutshell, an index fund, the way professional investors make it easier to invest is they put investments into groups, into categories. So these categories are basically what are called indexes. Okay. And, the, the, and they're very low fee. And the real goal is to combine them in a way that's right for you your situation and your money goal. It's, it's kind of like, I, I use this analogy a lot. Um, when you go to a nutritionist, right? And you want a healthy meal plan. The first thing you do is have to assess your current situation. So it's just like building a financial plan. You need to say, well, where, where are you right now? What are you spending money on? Can you save money? And then what amount of money can we put into an investment? So if you're building a healthy meal plan, you assess your current situation, your health, your activity level. And so then from there, it's like, okay, well, how many calories a day should you eat? And that's your bucket. Right. And then you divide those calories into proteins, carbs, and fats. That's your percentage, right? right. And depending on how old you are, your percentage of proteins, carbs, and fats may be different but you're still eating proteins, carbs, and fats. Right. So when you're investing, if you're saying, let's say it's a retirement fund, a retirement account, you want to divide that retirement account into stocks, bonds, and cash. And that percentage is just going to be different if you're 50 or if you're 25. You can use the same exact index funds. It's just in different percentages. And it's not very different than dividing up your calories, if that makes sense. It actually does, because, well, I think it makes sense in a lot of ways. One, in the sense of how you broke it down, but also in the sense that there's 
it's quote unquote can be difficult, but it's also really easy, right? Like you said, nutrition, find the right diets for you might be a pain, maybe just, but right. you need more education, mean more awareness. And once you get that, then it's, you're on the, oh, okay, I got it straight. So kind of what you're saying with the finances, yeah, it takes a second. We'll just put some numbers together, put it here. We'll figure out this percentage, all this. But once you got it, you got it. So here's your, you know, that's where it is. So it's just, again, going back to what you're saying, the education, the awareness, making it very simple, then more than it's made out to be that it's a difficult process. No one else can do. As soon as you hear finance, you're going, okay, bye. You know? <laughs> you Absolutely. Know? Yes. And, and the whole part of the internet that makes this misperception is it's constantly associating that the only way to invest is to pick stocks, right? That's just not oh, true. Right. It's like top five stocks that, you know, are growing this year, top five stocks to pick dividends, top. So that's the beauty of what index mutual funds are or exchange traded funds. And I break all this down in my course, they're baskets. It's a prepackaged basket of stocks or a prepackaged basket of bonds so that you don't have to worry about picking the individual ones yourself. And history shows that it's absolutely, you know, going to grow your money over time. And honestly, some of the best Ivy Leaguers in the business over a long time period can't beat most of the indexes because really? it's just, we're human beings and we can't predict the future. No, really tell companies me more. Get, <laughs> yeah, you know, companies get bought and sold. Wars break out and everybody freaks out and sells stuff. People overreact in the short term. They overreact on the upside with good news. They overreact on the downside with bad news. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to invest for a long period of time, it's actually very hard to do better than these index funds. Oh, and wow. it, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of the whole, there's a whole industry around offering advice. And, and I think honestly, it's the reason, this is what's changed so much and made it so much easier is that there's actually, because of technology, there's now more choices to do this so much more um, less expensive and accessible for anyone uh, to, to do it and have access to it. And that's only been the past five to 10 years. Right. So we have an entire industry being built in the past around it being hard, you know, very expensive to access and data wasn't, information wasn't available, right. but now data is available to everyone about these things. And it honestly means that the financial advice industry is probably going to change a lot over the next 10 to 20 years. It may not look necessarily like it does today and it would be for the better in my opinion you know there may be more people doing the organizing their business the way I do as opposed to constantly charging fees off of an account that's without getting into the weeds too much <laughs> well it's like it's hard because you're you're giving you're giving a lot of information and I'm trying you know be mindful without you know, diving in too much. Yeah. So I'm going, oh my God, I just have so many questions, but good questions because you're, you're striking, you know, thoughts in my head, you know? Um, but 
I want to make sure, you know, people are listening, they're finding your information. They're going, oh my God, she's speaking my language. So Deborah, I would love for you to explain what your mission is. What's your, what's your goal with your business, with your coaching business? Yeah. I mean, it, it, as I've talked about all of those statistics and I know that there's a lot of women out there I can help. And that really is my mission is to create, I've created these educational courses. I also do one-on-one coaching, Um, but I really want all women to understand all of this information in a really easy and straightforward way so that they have a better life. They have financial security and they realize that it's not overly complicated and they can, they can be actively involved in their financial future. So yeah, it's just trying to make the world a better place for women. I, it really is a very important thing to me, the women helping women. And especially in this topic, when I know there just aren't enough women there. You're, and you're right. As I love when people say the mission because like it really wraps up everything you've been saying, right? Education awareness, but also like you said, just kind of disrupting this industry. It's so male driven and so male dominant that you're going, "Hey, my my people need pe- my support. You know, let me go out there and help them. You know, and, and that's what you're doing. And we want to hear from you. So I love that you do that. So now I'm asking someone's listening, the woman's listening, and she says, "Oh my God, Deborah is the one. I need to work with her. What is the best way for her to contact you?" Email is definitely the best way. And it's, you know, really easy. Deborah, which is the short version, D-E-B-R-A, at DebraOstrom.com. So, and I've got my website and there's a lot of free info there, the free guides. I have a free workshop that's recorded. And I also, you know, have my full suite of courses and, and all that great stuff. Oh, so awesome. I love when people just give resources, just want to show us how much you just want to educate others. I love that. Um, so if all your information is in the podcast notes, if wherever you found this episode, I have the notes on the social media, the post that you came from or from the website. So you are all over all that information that you just said, it will be repeated. But before I let you go, because I know you're busy off saving other women. Um, I would love to do my lightning round. I did warn you about it. Are you ready? Yes. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Um, If you were an actor, what TV show would you be on? Oh, wow. That is really good. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, So I'm trying to think. I can't even... I watch a lot of like crime TV shows, but I don't really know if I'd want to be on one. (laughs) I'm going to be a detective. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I could be a detective. Um, I don't know. I just binge watched Jack Bauer from a long time ago. Remember 24? I'm probably too old, but (laughs) all right. I'll say that one. (laughs) It's like, I I asked that one uh, versions of TV's questions and not many people uh, I interview watch TV. So I might have to change (laughs) though. Okay. Here's one. If you owned a boat, what would you, would be your name on the side of the boat? So we've owned several. Um, we're a little boatless right now. So our last boat was Star. Star? Okay. Yeah. I like that. Was that named from something or what was the reason? Well, that, that was the name 
it was when we bought it. We did oh, okay. name the boat Exuberance. <laughs> <laughs> so if we had another boat, um, we, well, we, oh my gosh. Um, well, yeah, we d actually do have a name picked out for another boat. It's called La Petite Trianon. And that was, so that's my husband's idea. I think it means little palace, something like oh, that. Oh, cute. That's cute. Okay, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> and my last question, I always ask this question because it's my favorite question. What is your favorite book? My favorite book? I don't have one favorite book. Okay. I I'm an addict to Audible. Yes. So there's been a couple of really good ones that I read. I came across this one by total accident. It was just recently and it's really good. It's called Change the Questions, Change Your Life. Ooh. And I forget, the, it, it's a psychologist that wrote it. I forget, I think it was a woman. And it's all about the, you know, it's always about our mind, right? These things that we tell ourselves define our lives. And they talk about if you can just change the questions that you repeat in your mind, you will change the outcome of your life. It's really a great book. Love that. I know. And then the other, there was one that was earlier in the year called The Big Leap by Gay yep. Hendricks. That was great. Um, and The Biggest Bluff. I can't pronounce her name, but <laughs> it's all about poker and making decisions. That was really cool. Oh, so cool. Oh, I love that. Awesome, Deborah. That was it. I'm done torturing you. Um, <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you, you know, for everything that you do. You're doing a great job. You know, women really need you and what you're doing. So I really appreciate your work. So thank you for that. Like I said, all your information will be repeated. Um, and I, again, just thank you for what you do and coming on here. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I really appreciate it. Hello, and thank you for listening to Stress Less with me, Jess. Please subscribe so you can get upcoming episodes every other Tuesday. Or leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings about today's episode or any other episode you have listened to. If you need more resources or wondering how I can help you with my individual coaching or my workshops, please visit me at journeytoyourself.net. Have a fabulous day. Oh,